Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Good morning, everyone. It is the 21st of April, and we're having a beautiful day again, as we always do in paradise, 71 degrees outside. I hear it was snowing for some of you over Easter weekend. That was probably very strange, a little bit different. Nice to have you all with us. We are pressing on in the Word of God, and I'm setting up my sound system here, making sure it's broadcasting correctly. Again, as many of you have found out the hard way, YouTube will not work for another week because we accidentally had music playing in the background. Didn't even know it. But be that as it may, we are um, going to go on and we are live on Facebook and Twitch and the radio um, and hopefully trying to get the web page to work. So all you have to do is go to calvarypv.com and tap on watch live and it should take you to a link that will open up uh, one of these areas like twitch or something to to watch it might supposedly open it for you so that being said let's look at this day in trivia and a couple of dad jokes um what do you call a grocery workers or why sorry why do grocery workers ask for paper or plastic well, that's obvious because baggers can't be choosers. So, how about another one? What group of people never get angry? Nomads. <laughs> um, how do you attract a farm girl to like you? Attract her. <laughs> okay. So this day on History Trivia, we are looking at just a, a couple of things. Um, <laughs> Al Capone's vault was opened 1986, April 21st, Geraldo Rivera. Uh, live uh, was the most syndicated uh, watch show in, in the history of, of, of all TV, estimated 30 million viewers, and they didn't find anything. They found a bunch of empty bottles. It was anticlimactic. Um, first revolving restaurant, April 21st, 1962, and uh, there in Seattle, Washington, and as a Space Needle, and it, now it is the oldest revolving um, restaurant in the world. Apparently, the Red Baron was killed in the state in combat, April 21st, 1918, Baron von Reichenfinn uh, was killed in combat. It was believed a Canadian pilot, pilot Roy Brown, killed him, but they now think that it was probably ground fire. Uh, Brown saw the uh, saw a fellow pilot being chased by the Red Baron. He dived in pursuit, firing at the Red Baron. Brown eventually had to pull out of the dive and lost sight of the pair, but it is believed the Red Baron turned and while flying low was shot and killed by Austrian army ground fire and crashed near the Austrian trenches. Although Brown marked his initial report of the flight as indecisive, his commanding officer decided to decided it decipher, decisive, and he was credited for the kill. The Red Baron shot down 80 enemy aircraft 
In a single month alone, he shot down 22 British aircraft, including four in a single day. So, wow. First man to reach the North Pole, Frederick A. Cook, claims to have reached it a year before Robert Perry, April 21st, 1908. And there's been an ongoing argument ever since. Who really reached it first? First U.S. coin, April 21st, 1787. The one-cent coin was authorized by the Continental Congress. And the final design was inspired by Benjamin Franklin. Thus became known as the Franklin Cent. It had a sundial on the front with the sun above it, and it looks like a bunch of rings on the back, look kind of like the Olympic rings around the back side of it. All right, and the last one. Denying Jesus punishable by death, April 21st, 1649. A Maryland totalitarian act is passed by the Maryland legislature. It provided for tolerance of various Christian denominations not previously allowed. However, denying the divinity of Jesus Christ or blaspheming the Holy Spirit could be punishable by death or the seizure of lands. The act was re- repealed in 1654. Interesting. All right, that will do it for this day in history. Let's look over into the word this morning. Thank you, Father, for our time together. May you guide us and direct us as we look into the book of Joshua and give us this understanding, God, of this very interesting book. In Jesus' name, amen. Joshua 13, Canaan divided among the tribes. Now Joshua was old and advanced in years when the Lord said to him, you were old and advanced in years and very much of the land remains to be possessed. This is the land that remains. All the regions of the Philistines and all those of the Gersherites from Sihor, which is to the east to Egypt, even as far as the border of Ekron to the north, it is counted as Canaanite. The five lords of the Philistines, the Gazite, the Ashdodite, the Akronite, the Gittite, the Akronite, and the Hivite. To the south, all the land of the Canaanite and Maria, that belongs to the Sidonians as far as Aphek to the border of Amorite. The land of the Gibalite and all of Lebanon towards the east and Baal Gad towards Mount Hermon as far as Libo Hamath. All the inhabitants of the hill country of Lebanon as far as Miraphath, Maim, all the Sidonians, I will drive them out from before the sons of Israel, only allotted to Israel and for an inheritance, as I have commanded you. Now, therefore, apportion the land of inheritance to the nine tribes and the half tribe of Manasseh. With the other half tribe, the Reubenites and the Gadites received their inheritance, which Moses gave them beyond the Jordan to the east, just as Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave to them. From Aror, which is on the edge of the valley of the Arnon, with the city which is in the middle of the valley and all the plain of Medaba as far as Dibon and all the cities of Sion, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon as far as the border of the sons of Ammon and Gilead and the territory of the Gersherites and the Machathites and all Mount Hermon and all Bashan as far as Selica and the kingdom of Og in the Bashan who reigned in Asroth and Edrei, he alone was left of the remnant of the Raphaim. For Moses struck them and dispossessed them, but the sons of 
Israel did not dispossess the Gershites or the Machathites, for Geshur and Machath live among Israel to this day. Only to the tribe of Levi he did not give an inheritance. The offerings by fire to the Lord, the God of Israel, are their inheritance as he spoke to them. So Moses gave an inheritance to the tribe of the sons of Reuben according to their families. Their territory was from Aror, which is in the edge of the valley of the Arnon, which is which with the city which is in the middle of the valley and all the plain by Medaba, Heshbon and all its cities which are on the plain, Divon and Bamas, Baal and Beth Baal, Maon, and Jaaz and Kedemoth and Mephath and Kiriatham and Sibma and Zareth, Shahar, in the hill of the in the hill of the valley, and Beth Peor, and the slopes of the Pisgah, and Beth Jeshermoth, even all the cities of the plain, and all of the kingdom of Sihon, king of Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, whom Moses struck with the chiefs of Midian, Evi, Rechim, Zur, Hur, Reba, the princes of Sihon, who lived in the land. The sons of Israel also killed Balaam, the son of Beor, the diviner with the sword among the rest of the slain. The border of the sons of Reuben was the Jordan. This was the inhabitants of the sons of Reuben, according to their families, the cities of their villages. Moses also gave an inheritance to the tribe of Gad, to the sons of Gad, according to their families. Their territory was Jazer and all the cities of Gilead, and half the land of the sons of Ammon, as far as Aror, which is before Rabbah, and from Heshbon as far as Ramath, Mizpah, and Betonim, and from the Mahanaim, as far as the border of Debir, its valley of Beth-Haram, and Beth-Nimrah, and Shekuth, Zaphon, and the rest of the kingdom of Sihon, king of Heshbon, with the Jordan as a border, as far as the lower end of the Sea of Chinnereth, beyond the Jordan to the east. 28. This is the inheritance of the sons of Gad, according to their families, the cities, and the villages. Moses also gave an inheritance to the half-tribe of Manasseh. And it was for the half-tribe of the sons of Manasseh, according to their families. Their territory was from Mahanaim and all Bashan, all the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, and all the towns of Jair, which is in Bashan, 60 cities also half of Gilead, with Astaroth and Edrei, the cities of the kingdom of Og and Bashan, where the sons of Machir, the sons of Manasseh, and half of the tr- sons of Machir, according to their families. These are the territories which Moses apportioned for an inheritance in the plains of Moab, beyond the Jordan, at Jericho to the east. But to the tribe of Levi, Moses did not give an inheritance. The Lord, the God of Israel, is their inheritance as he had promised to them. Chapter 14. Now these are the territories which the sons of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan, which Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun, and the heads of the households of the tribes of the sons of Israel apportioned them for an inheritance by the lot of their inheritance as the Lord commanded through Moses for the nine tribes and the half-tribe. For Moses had given the inheritance of the two tribes and half the tribe beyond the Jordan, but did not give an inheritance to the Levites among them. 
For the sons of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim, and they did not give a portion to the Levites in the land except the cities to live in, with the pasture lands for their livestock and for their property. Thus the sons of Israel did just as the Lord had commanded Moses, and they divided the land. Then the sons of Judah drew near to Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kizanite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord spoke to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was forty years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought word back to him that was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt with fear, but I followed the Lord my God fully. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land in which your foot has trodden will be an inheritance to you, to your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God fully. Now behold, the Lord has let me live just as he spoke these 45 years from the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses when Israel walked in the wilderness. And now behold, I am 85 years old. I am still as strong today as I was in the day Moses sent me. As my strength was then, so my strength is now for war and for going out and coming in. Now then, give me this hill country about which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day that Anakim were there with great fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me and I will drive them out as the Lord has spoken. So Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, for an inheritance. Therefore Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kizanite, until this day, because he followed the Lord God of Israel fully. Now the name of Hebron was formerly Kiriath Arba, for Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. Then the land had rest from war. Chapter 15, The Territory of Judah. Now the lot of the tribe of the sons of Judah, according to their families, reached the border of Edom, southward to the wilderness of Zin, at extreme south. Their south border was from the lower end of the Salt Sea, from the bay that turns to the south. Then it proceeded southward to the ascent of the Akrabim, and continued to Zin, then went up to the south of Kadesh Barnea, and continued to Hezron, and went up from Adar, and turned about to Karka. It continued to Asmon and proceeded to the brook of Egypt at the border and ended at the sea. This shall be your south border. The east border was the Salt Sea as far as the mouth of the Jordan. And the border of the north side was from the bay of the sea at the mouth of the Jordan. Then the border went up to Beth Hogla and continued on the north of Beth Araba. And the border went up to the stone at Boan, the son of Reuben. The border went up to Debir in the valley of Achor, and turned northward towards Gilgal, which is opposite the ascent of Adumim, which is on the south of the valley. And the border continued to the waters of En Shemesh, and it ended at Enrogel. Then the border went up the valley to Ben Hinnon, to the slope of the Jebusite on the south, that is Jerusalem. And the border went up to the top of the mountain, which is before the valley of Hinnon, to the west, which is at the end of the valley of Rephaim, towards the north. 
from the top of the mountain, the border curved to the spring of waters of Nephtah and proceeded to the cities of Mount Ephron. Then the border curved to Baala, that is, Kiriath-Jerim. The border turned about from Baala westward to the Mount Seir and continued to the slope of Mount Jerim on the north, that is, Cheshron, and went down to Beth Shemesh and continued through Timnah. The border proceeded to the side of Ekron northward, then the border curved to Shikaron and continued to Mount Baala, proceeded to the Javnil, and the border ended at the sea. The west border was at the Great Sea, even its coastline. This is the border around the sons of Judah, according to their families. Now I gave to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, a portion among the sons of Judah, according to the command of the Lord of Joshua, namely Kiriath Arba, Arba being the father of Anak, that is Hebron. Caleb drove out from there the three sons of Anak, Shishai, Ahiman, Talmai, and the children of Anak. Then he went up from there against the inhabitants of Debir. Now the name of Debir formerly was Kiriath Sephar. And Caleb said, The one who attacks Kiriath Sephar and captures it, I will give him Aksah, my daughter, as a wife. Othniel, the son of Kenes, the brother of Caleb, captured it, so he gave him Aksah, his daughter, as a wife. And it came about that when she came to him, she pursued him to ask her father for a field. So she alighted from the donkey, and Caleb said to her, What do you want? And she, then she said, Give me a blessing, since you have given me the land of the Negev, so also springs of water. So he gave her the upper spring and the lower springs. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the sons of Judah, according to their families. Now the cities at the extremity of the tribe of the sons of Judah towards the border of Edom in the south was Kabziel and Edar and Jagur and Kina and Dimona and Ad Adada and Kadesh and Hazar and Ethnan, Ziph and Talman and Baalath and Hazor Hadata and Kiriath Hezron, that is Hazor, Amman and Shema and Molada and Hazar Gada and Heshbon and Beth Pelet and Hazar Shaul and Beersheba and Bisiothiah and Bala and Lim and Ezrim and El Tolad and Chesil, and Horma, and Ziglag, and Madmana, and Sasana, and Lebeoth, and Shilim, Ain, Rimnon, and all, 29 cities with their villages, and in the lowland, Esrael, the Zoah, and Ashna, and Zanoa, and Inganim, Tapua, Inam, Jarmuth, and Adulam, Saku, Azika, and Sharaim, and Adethaim, and Gedra, and Gedrathim, 14 cities and their villages, Zinan, and Hedesha, and Migdal Gad, and Dilian, Misfe, and Hoktiel, Lakish, and Boskas, and Eglon, and Kabon, and Lamas, and Chitlish, and Gedrath, Beth Dargon, and Naam, 
Medica, 16 cities in their villages, Libna, and Esther, and Ashan, and Lifta, and Ashna, and Nesif, and Zelia, and Akzib, and Marisha, nine cities in their villages, Ekron with the towns and its villages, Ekron even to the sea, all that were by the side of Ashdod with their villages, Ashdod, its towns with its villages, Gaza, its towns with its villages as far as the brook of Egypt and the great sea, even its coastlands. In the hill country, Shamir, in Jatir, Saku, in Dana, Kiriath Sana, that is Debir, and Anab, and Estremo, and Anim, and Goshen, and Holan, and Gilo, eleven cities and their villages, Arab, and Duma, and Ashan, and Janum, and Beth Tapua, and Pekka, and Hamta, and Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, and Zior, nine cities with their villages, Maon, Carmel, and Zif, and Jatu, and Jezreel, and Hokdam, and Zanoah, Cain, Gibna, Timna, ten cities and their villages, Halul, Beth Zur, Gedor, and Marath, and Beth Anath, and El Tekon, six cities and their villages, Kiriath Baal, that is Kiriath Jiriam, and Rabna, two cities and their villages, in the wilderness, Beth Arabah, Midian, and Sekaka and Nibshan and the city of Salt and Enredi, six cities with their Engedi, six cities and their villages. Now as for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the sons of Judah could not drive them out. So the Jebusites live with the sons of Judah at Jerusalem until this day. So how they do in those names? Pretty tough names. Um, thank you for your patience and your forgiveness and grace in my pronunciation. Actually, doesn't really matter that much, does it? Because none of us <laughs> speak Hebrew, so we're all going to pronounce it wrong somehow anyway. But here's the deal. You have the inheritance being given out. This was God fulfilling his promise. It all started, you know, with Moses at the burning bush. Well, it really all started with the people praying in Egypt for 400 years, saying, deliver us, God, deliver us. We, we became slaves. They had gone down there to because of Jacob and, of course, because of the things going on. But um, Joseph, of course, sold into slavery, had all these issues that happened, but God brought them down there. They, he grew them into a mighty nation, but they became enslaved. And God says, I want to deliver you. By my grace, by my mercy, I want to deliver you and give you a homeland, a place of your own, an inheritance. And this is what he does now. That inheritance is being partitioned, is being given out. And so we have all these details because this is a land title. This is an everlasting title deed to their inheritance. And it's been preserved through all these generations. So there's no doubt the land that they possessed that God gave them. That's why we have all the details. This river to that river to this mountain to that mountain. So it's all accounted for and it's all written down. Now as far as Caleb, what's fascinating, so fascinating to me is that Caleb at 85 is just getting started. He's ready to go take on more giants. You know, he's he knows what it's like to follow after God by faith. He knows that he can't lose. This is a bizarre thing to think about. 
having never had to deal, thankfully, in physical combat, um, and we think about that, you know, your odds are, well, I could win, I could lose, uh, because after all, anything can happen in a war. But Caleb had so much faith in the Lord. He says, I'm 85. <laughs> Let me go take on some old, you know, 14-foot giants. I don't care. They got, they got, you know, 60-foot walls or whatever, these giant walls in their cities. He says, hey, let me go take them on. Maybe the Lord will give them to me. You have to love Caleb's incredible faith in his heart. And um, now that I'm getting a little older, I go, wow. These guys were amazing in their how, how good a shape they were in. Of course, their, their longevity in their life was, well, longer. Yeah, generally 120, that kind of thing. But uh, still, very impressive. And he does take the land. He does go up and take it. And he becomes established. And, of course, Joshua's son takes um, Hebron, which is where David is going to set up his kingdom. It's very interesting. A man of faith, you know, taking over that area and establishing it for Judah and, and this being the, form, the, the future home of the great king of Israel. Well, let's go ahead and move on to Charles Spurgeon today. God repays. He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth to the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. Proverbs 19.17 We are to give to the poor out of pity, not to be seen and applauded, much less to get influence over them, but out of pure sympathy and compassion we must give to them. We must not expect to get anything back from the poor, not even gratitude. But we should regard what we have done as a loan to the Lord. He undertakes the obligation. And if we look to him in the matter, we must not look to a second party. What an honor the Lord bestows upon us when he condescends to borrow of us. The merchant is greatly favored who has the Lord on his books. It would seem a pity to have such a name down for a paltry penance. Let us make it a heavenly amount. The next needy man that comes this way, let us help him. As for repayment, we can hardly think of it. And yet, here is the Lord's note of hand. Blessed be his name. His promise to pay is better than gold and silver. We are running a little short through the depression of the times. We may venture humbly to present this bill at the bank of faith. Has any one of our readers oppressed the poor? Poor soul, may the Lord forgive him. That's pretty powerful. And what do you say to that? It's true. We should give because we're given to the Lord. It's out of sense of joy that God has given and poured out his blessings upon us so that we are to let it pour out around to others. And I like to say that he says those in need, and that is an important distinction. There are those that have a lot of want, but there are specific people that have need. There are a lot of people on the street that have a lot of wants. They want drugs. They want, <laughs> they want an easy lifestyle. They don't want to work. They, they want money, but they don't want to have to work for it or do anything for it. There are those in need. There are women with children with no husbands that need to stay home and take care of their children. There are people that have disabilities that can't work. There are people that have needs. And to those people, we are to, to freely give. 
And so there's a lot of discernment that goes on because you can do a great deal of harm to a person when you enable them in their sin to then not work. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. So, you know, that's the issue. We're not supposed to help them eat if they're not working. There's a balance. And here in Vallarta, we specifically need to pray a lot for that because there's, well, I shouldn't say just here. There's a lot of people that are choosing the, the lifestyle of just staying on the streets so they can not work and do their drugs or whatever it is. So with that, just use wisdom. Use wisdom. Uh, let's pray. Father God, thank you for this morning and thank you for blessing us, giving us this time together. Thank you I have made a way for us to have money, to have these things, to have homes, to have food. And we are, we are most grateful and are blessed. And we do ask, God, that you would guide us in our giving and and not only compel us, but put the joy in us to give in these difficult times when people need help. It's so amazing to see the body of Christ in in action and and helping people. The amount of things that have happened to mobilize believers to help people fleeing out of Ukraine is phenomenal. The amount of people that that are in the United States uh, on the border, Christians, that are helping them come into the United States. We thank you, God, that this mother and her child uh, who've been trying to flee and get out of Poland now have a contact, now have a plan, uh, and are going to be facilitated by some believers up on the border there in the Baja to get across the border. So we thank you for that. At the same time, I want to pray for Sana's husband with his new diagnosis of cancer, that you be um, healing Healing, healing, however you choose, God. We pray it's supernatural, but may it be a small issue, may it be a small tumor, whatever it is, and be dealt with quickly. So we thank you for that. And and for all of my brothers and sisters who are struggling with cancer, please touch their bodies, especially right now, uh, Juan Carlos, who's uh, in bed in Mexico City and um, seemingly just not doing well, but has to wait for the doctors, wait for an appointment, wait for all these diagnoses and these different things. So it's it's making life very difficult for them. So bless them, Father, help them maintain kind of a, a balance of waiting, but also insistence, looking for help from the medical profession. We ask you to bless Francisco, who is not not feeling all that great, didn't get out of bed yesterday, and we pray that you would help him today, that he would feel better today, good enough to get out of the bed and get in the wheelchair, maybe move around the house a little bit, talk a little bit, so God continue to take the swelling down in his brain, heal him, heal others, God, that have uh, swelling in their bodies that are causing great discomfort and pain. Renee, Father, please, she's got her, her back is hurting, her ankle's hurting, uh, she needs rest, and God, I pray for healing on my shoulder, also a raised foot, that that might be healed up well. And, um, and God, that you just continue to keep us joyful, keep us in the center of your will in all that you're doing. We thank you, God. We praise you. Um, we ask, God, that you would go before us this week, continue to guide us. Thank you for the time we had last night in church. And uh, God, help those words to, to stay fresh in our hearts. Thank you for bringing one brother back to church last night. We haven't seen for years. They've been kind of beat up in the world. And I just thank you that uh, you've been working overtime on him, God. And I pray that your your spirit would just be 
all over him to bring him back fully, fully into obedience to you. But thank you that you brought him in last night. So we thank you for this time, and we praise you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much. We will do this again tomorrow at the same time. We will continue on, most likely in the book of Joshua, I think, but usually will be in the New Testament too as we continue on in Manna for Breakfast, moving through the whole Bible in a year, about halfway through now. It's kind of exciting. So God bless you all. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.